Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to today's show. This is Catherine Taylor, and I am your host for Edge Interviews. And this month, I'm really excited to bring to you this conversation that I had with Chip Holbuck, a Minneapolis-based volunteer with Share International. Share International is a worldwide organization whose purpose is to present information about the emergence of Maitreya, a world teacher, and his message of hope for the future. As stated on their homepage of their website, which, by the way, is share-international.org, they state, in the midst of war, fear, and famine, new hope is in the world for all of us. Many now expect the return of their awaited teacher, whether they call him the Christ, the Messiah, the fifth Buddha, or Krishna. Millions now know that the one who fulfills all of these expectations, Maitreya, the world teacher, is already living among us and is gradually emerging into full public recognition. Chip joins me today to speak about this mission and to share information about two upcoming events which are going to occur on November 3rd at the Natural Healing Expo in Mankato and November 16th at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo in Brooklyn Center. At both of these events, Chip will be sharing the tenets of esoteric philosophy, which is a body of knowledge that offers a grand hypothesis describing the evolutionary process as well as the underlying forces shaping all that we experience. As Chip states in an upcoming article that will appear in the October issue of The Edge, quote, perhaps it is time to look beyond conventional sources to better comprehend these turbulent times. Esotericism provides one such alternative roadmap. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Chip Hallbuck. So Chip, are you there? Yes, I am, Catherine. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to the EDGE community, not only about what your gifts and talents are, but also about what Share International is. So why don't we start by just giving the audience an idea of who you are and what gifts you're bringing to the planet at this time. All right. Um, give that a few words. Um, so I've been on this planet for close to 70 years now, and my uh, career has been in the world of affordable housing and community development where I did a lot of things in Minnesota along those lines. But pretty much over most of that time of my career, I've also had a real interest in um, esoteric topics, which we'll get into in a bit, and have for the past maybe 20 years or so been a volunteer with Share International, which is a nonprofit organization um, established to really get out the word of um, its founder, Ben Krem, and to help people um, 
equip themselves for some of the changes going on now and what we might see in the near future. Interesting. So how does that all unfold And when you say you volunteer? Well, first of all, can you say a little bit about um, Share International and what it offers to the community and then your role in that? Sure. Share International is an all-volunteer organization that's been around since um, the late 1970s. And it's basically an educational organization. So the, we put out a um, magazine, of course, have a website, shareinternational.org, and um, basically, and then volunteer, various volunteers with Share International have um, uh, produced workshops or presented workshops and have um, otherwise uh, been out there providing a basic education to the public in the work of the um, esoteric tradition and also to present some of the um, the teachings and work of Benjamin Krim, who back in 1975-76 was the founder of Share International. And he himself is a, um, a an artist and who was based in London and became uh, a cooperative uh, cooperator with some of the masters of wisdom and also then was he, um, given the role of helping to bring to the public some of the basic um, background of esotericism, but more directly the coming changes with the um, as the world goes through the crisis, I think most people are now seeing, and as well to um, help to prepare the world for the um, coming of a uh, one of those spiritual masters called Maitreya, who basically will be the avatar for the Aquarian age and someone who will provide a guidance, a guide to humanity as we sort of do this transition from the age of Pisces to Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Now, will that be in physical form or just in his teachings? Because he's actually yes. pretty well known, but you're saying that he will embody? Yes, and of course, you know, there, until it happens, there's always an, an element of unpredictability. But as it has been um, described by Benjamin Cram, is that this time he will be in physical form um, here on the planet and be able to um, communicate with people across the globe um, in that form. Mm, interesting. So was the founder, you said he was originated in London. How did it get to Minneapolis or is it <laughs> worldwide? Yes, yes. Share International works across the globe and uh, I have a very, very yeah, small part in it, uh, just in terms of the volunteer work I do. Um, but there are many people in this country that um, basically are uh, volunteer, also volunteers with Share International. But I could say that Benjamin Krem himself has been here in Minneapolis and many other cities across the globe as he um, 
carried out his mission, which was to do this uh, presentation that he had received from his master in terms of the work ahead for humanity as a whole, but also then um, what lay behind that work in the crisis that we'd be experiencing in terms of the, um, the laws that are bound up in the um, term esotericism as well as what the um, masters would be presenting. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the what's the time frame for? I think in your article, and you've got an article that's coming out in the Edge in the October issue of 2019, yeah. and I had the privilege of reading that this morning. And in it, you talk about all of this kind of coming into fruition during the. Piscean and Aquarian age, right? Yeah. Do I have that right. accurate? What's kind of the time frame for that for some people who may not have heard of that time frame? Yeah. Um, there, there, um, so the age of Pisces has been around for you know, thousands of years, and but will continue um, in, in as it fades, as those energies uh, connected with the um, constellation of Pisces fades away, um, there's a 200-year overlap with that of the Aquarian constellation, which are new energies coming in. And the we're sort of in the mid midpoint of that 200-year overlap. So we're going to see some of the stuff that goes on when you have an overlap, which is the basic tension between those two types of energy, um, the Piscean energy and the Aquarian energy, carry out for about another 100 years. Okay. So all of the principles of esotericism, did I say that right? Yes. Are are basically assisting people in that transition for generations to come, it sounds like. Yes, yeah. Well, esotericism basically is a, um, a philosophy, a body of knowledge, um, I'm not sure what the best expression for it, that was introduced uh, back in 1875 by a writer at that time, um, Helena Blavatsky, who um, came into contact with sort of high-level beings, um, Tibetan and Indian who conveyed the information to her, and she actually went to Tibet to study it. And that philosophy um, basically um, provides a picture, a framework for understanding all of reality as we see it and also what behinds what we see. And basically, we live in an energetic universe that's also one that's filled with consciousness, and it is the patterns of energy that flow through, in part through these constellations, Pisces, Aquarius, that we all contend with. You know, everything from the most humble atom to the grand universe are living entities, energetic entities that have a basic pattern that's represented throughout each of them. Now I'm getting into the esoteric philosophy uh, that have the sort of underlying spirit or driving force. You could call it a god of that 
particular entity and then a body and then the interaction to the, of the two, which um, really gives rise to consciousness. So all of that is something that occurs at the most minute and the most grand level under this theory of esotericism. And that, and the laws uh, underlying how all of those interact can actually be understood and you know, has been presented through the various books written about esotericism that um, can help people sort of figure out how to both um, for their own personal development and evolution, but also pay, play a role in the greater community. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what do you do at Share International? And then you have several events where you're going yeah. to be talking about this, this material. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about both of those things? Yes. Um, uh, from time to time, I, um, as a volunteer to Share International, I attend these uh, various expos that are held around the Midwest and uh, present workshops on t- topics related to this grand theme of esotericism. So we have a couple coming up in November, one early November at the uh, November 3rd at the Expo in Mankato, Minnesota. And then later in the month, November 16, I believe, will be at the one in um, Brooklyn Center, at the Earl Brown Center, the Mm -hmm. uh, Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. Mm -hmm. And at both, for this year, I'll be uh, presenting a workshop called The Soul in You, which is a, um, I guess it's a tool or it's a um, presentation on how one's own self grows and evolves over time and how that's explained by esotericism. So starting uh, from the very coarsest base level of the um, basic almost animal-like human being Moving up through the evolutionary cycle as one goes, you know, goes through lifetime after lifetime and the experiences gained through those lifetimes help um, helps one grow as a human being to what um, people reach at some juncture, which is a, a point that they become aware of their spiritual selves. And then from that point forward, you accelerate in your development and go from basically what in esotericism is called being on the probationary path where you're basically just being exposed to these um, grand thoughts. You don't know where they come from, these intuitions, etc. And this, you may be exposed to the first time um, to meditation mm-hmm. and, and other types of uh, spiritual practices to you go to the point of becoming a disciple that is basically a discipline in the spiritual life and then on a pattern of what are called initiations where your body, um, where yourself and your soul takes over greater levels of control of your lower self or your personality, your physical function, your emotional function, your 
mental function till the point that you are basically um, it just, in essence, an entirely spiritual being. Um, and so that pattern of evolution for the human being in terms of what you can look for as you grow to help you understand where you are along that continuum and what are the basic tasks that you have at each level of that continuum so you can keep growing and become more of a, um, a contributor to your community or the world at large it is laid out in the various esoteric texts and I'll be highlighting those points so people can get some sense of the evolutionary um, course that their own life has taken. Mm -hmm. So they'll begin to be able to identify where they are on where they are on that trajectory or that continuum. Yes, yes, that's the intent of the information I'll be providing. And how does the concept of death fit into this? Is each level kind of represented by a different lifetime, or is it not that exact? Um, no, uh, there is a relationship, of course. So each of us go through thousands of lifetimes, and most of those lifetimes are spent at those course levels of existence. Um, and But then, you know, once we're on the spiritual path, they, as I mentioned earlier, you start accelerating in your development and and you know, and there's a description of how many lifetimes you're likely to see between each of those stages of initiation. And of course, mm -hmm. it's not locked in because you, in your own course of life, have some ability to further accelerate that or retard that based on choices you make in your life. Mm -hmm. But um, but it is a continuous progress event. It's not that if you really screw up, you go back to go or anything like <laughs> that. It, it's just that you'll, you you may take a few lifetimes at a very low pace if you do, you know, if you let your personal selfish individual sort of get ahead of, you know, your, your greater being and do horrible things, then you're likely to spend a few lifetimes, um, you know, sort of re recovering from that experience, still moving forward, but ever so slowly. Mm -hmm. and, and so again, I'm presenting the um, esoteric viewpoint on all of this, but reincarnation, uh, periods between life, and all of that is very consistent with what's described in various esoteric texts. Mm -hmm. So, so the concept of new souls and old souls and, and that progression has some bearing here, right? That oh, we're absolutely. at different levels. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the idea of new soul is associated um, more with the the earlier stages in your evolutionary development and the concept of old soul with the latter, latter stages. Mm -hmm. So an older soul would be living their life more spiritually infused and in tune. Obviously. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, and um, and also uh, I would say decentralized. That is not so much 
thinking of yourself and what your own interests are, but how you are of service to the broader community, um, humanity as a whole, the planet as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, those would be indicators of your levels of spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Someone who's more service-oriented then. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In fact, in the esoteric literature, there's um, noted, you know, the three primary um, ways that you can grow um, spiritually or grow, move along that path I've been talking about. The first is meditation and um, sort of being able to, you know, sort of lessen the internal noise, the external noise in your body so that your soul can better um, communicate with you. The second is to pursue some, um, you know, along the lines of esoteric um, writings, that is, um, commit yourself to um, work in, with abstract concepts. And it doesn't have to be esoteric. It could be in the field of science or anything else, but it's really to move from thinking in a very concrete fashion and using your concrete mind, your lower mind, to to pushing yourself in to be able to deal with abstract concepts and that. Mm-hmm. So that's the second way that one grows. Um, and then the third is service, that is sacrificing your time, money, um, whatever it is, um, toward a greater cause, um, something mm-hmm. beyond yourself. So you uh, focus on those three, and, and that's one way that you sort of help yourself and, of course, the greater world through your growth. Mm-hmm. So then what happens when we reach that lifetime where we're still in physical form, but we're living it in a completely spiritually in disciplined way? At what point do we cease taking body, or is there a point Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And there's within the concept of initiation, which I mentioned a little bit ago, Mm -hmm. there's the idea that there, you know, are these the gradations. The first initiation represents having control over your physical body, a second on your control over your emotional body. That is, you're not driven by your emotions. Third is the mental body personality. Fourth is really sort of sacrificing all of that um, to your uh, spiritual self. By the time you reach the fifth initiation, you have the ability, well, actually at the fourth, you can choose to incarnate or not. Uh, That is, come back into this world sphere that we we operate in. And by this this initiation, you can choose to come back for some service activity, but you create a body of light, so to speak, um, a representation of a human being as your ability for your, as you sort of interact with others on the global sphere. So would the would that be represented like by guides or guardians or? Well, you're working with guides and guardians are, you know, 
there's two, again, under the esoteric thought, there's two major um, lines of evolution, so to speak. There's the human evolution, which we are connected with. And then there's the what's the Davic or the angelic evolution, mm-hmm. and that the, those are the the entities that are create the forms for the those on the human evolution to occupy, you know, at the various levels. Mm-hmm. And so a number of guides, spiritual guides, are actually those you know, like guardian angel and all of that are associated with the um, angelic line of evolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you give a little bit more information about the specifics of your events? You gave the dates. What is the actual time of your uh, presentation? Um, that is a good question. And then, uh, I, I don't have that in front of me. Um, I believe that the one is um, in Mankato is at 1 p.m. that day, November 3rd. Mm-hmm. And I believe the one in uh, the one in Brooklyn Center or the Earl Brown Center would be 11 in the morning. But um, if people... And those are free talks, um, but you, of course, have to pay to get into the expos themselves. Mm-hmm. And and so best to um, check the website for either of those to uh, confirm when the various presentations are. Okay. And can you give that website again for Share International? Yes. Um, let's see. It's... Um, Share-international, so S-H-A-R-E hyphen international, I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L dot O-R-G. Okay. All right. And then are there any other events besides your speaking engagements that Share International uh, has coming up? Not in Minnesota, but um, I could say that there's just a wealth of material, not only, um, well, first on Share International's site, that uh, people who are interested in anything that I've said or, um, you know, or the broader topic of esotericism uh, can go and, you know, check out that. And they have um, copies of the uh, monthly Share International magazine that or articles from it that they can see there. And also that there's many other organizations that um, that sort of carry forward some of the, the writings of the early esoteric teachers. Um, and, uh, the Theosophical Society grew out of the work or was formed by Blavatsky, um, the first of those great esoteric writers, then Alice Bailey, who really provided most of the material and she wrote in the early 20th century, mm. um, esoteric material. There's an organization called Lucius Trust, that um, L-U-C-I-S Trust, 
um, that you can go to for that material and then Share International's work. And, and then also just um, there's the Seven Rays Institute. Um, you know, if, if you just go with any of those esoteric or, you know, or Google on esotericism or um, any of those people like Bailey, Blavatsky, Krem, uh, Benjamin Krem, and you can you know, either in YouTube or just on the Google itself, you'll, you'll see a ton of material that can help you, um, you know, decide if this is for you in terms of a line of thought um, that helps you as an mm -hmm. individual grow. One of the, I think, keys to um, esoteric thinking, which uh, a quote that I included in my article coming up in the October edge is that um, you should not take any of this based on what I or any of those esoteric writers uh, say, but you just use it as a hypothesis to for your own explore, exploration mm -hmm. and um, and work with it and and do the you know pursue the meditation and sharing to help you grow as an individual. You know, you don't need esotericism, I think, to understand the value of that. And see um, from your own growth and your own review of this material, if it if it makes sense, if it mm -hmm. resonates with you, if, it, if you feel it is something that has this kernel of essential truth to it that is of value to you. And mm -hmm. if, if it does, then there's plenty out there to help you um, work with and grow with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I really thank you for taking the time to illuminate our audience and, and introduce the audience more fully to Share International and to the website and to the events that you're going to be presenting both on November 3rd in Mankato and November 16th right here at the Earl Brown Center. So I, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, and thank you for the conversation, Catherine. I appreciate it. All right. Have a blessed day. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. And I invite you to check out the article in The Edge that will come out October 1st and to put it on your calendars to attend one of these two events, either the one in Mankato on November 3rd or the one at Brooklyn Center, Earl Brown Center on November 16th. And you can get more information at the share-international.org website. I also want to thank you and invite you to listen to the other broadcasts for Edge Talk Radio and to pick up a copy of the Edge magazine or go to the digital copy, which is edgemagazine.net. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, be good to you and to those you love. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.